Welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. you guys. Welcome back to the Fully Free Podcast. I'm really, really excited to talk about this subject today because it is something that has been years in the making for me, years of learning. And I I'm honestly, I want to start this off really transparent. I feel like I'm still learning a lot. I'm not an expert in this topic at all. Um, but I am somebody who is blessed enough to have been put in the position that I've had to do a lot of learning on this subject, which is what do you do with all that money? (laughs) It's a great problem to have. It's something that my highest level clients ask me all the time that we're talking about. Um, And it's something that you guys asked for on Instagram as well. So if you're not following on Instagram, watching me Instagram stories at underscore the Taylor Lee, you should, because I always ask you guys what you want to hear on the podcast. It's a great way for us to connect. Um, but you guys asked for an episode to bring on an expert in, um, investing and financial planning and really what you do, like when you're making millions, what are the right things to be doing with that money? And I have been working with a financial planner now for a year. Um, I've had accountants and, you know, tax planning professionals on my team for years, uh, many years and I've read a lot of books and I've done a lot of research and I don't have an expert here today, but I do have me like with real life experience. So I just want to start it off with that. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. This is not actual financial advice. This is just things that I have learned. I love hearing about this from my mentors. A lot of people don't share this. So when they do, I'm like, oh, thank you. I like to hear it from the people who are having to implement it firsthand and then go do my own research and go hire my own support and be able to ask questions about these things. And that's the thing, like when I, I'll tell you the story. When I had my first quarter, so I believe this would have been quarter four of 2020, And it was my first quarter where I believe it was all six figure months, right? So it was a, it was a huge quarter. Like it it might've been a, there might've been one month that was a little, I'm not sure. It was, it was between 250 and a $300,000 quarter. Okay. And we did my first quarterly tax estimate on that quarter. And it was my biggest tax bill ever. And it was the first time now I, I have a story around this. I won't share it today, but just know that when I started my business, I made a really big commitment to myself to not let taxes stress me out and never let taxes be a big deal. So 
from the year I made $20,000, I had a professional do my taxes for me when I had owed about 800 bucks, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, I probably, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I probably pay more than that a week. I pay a lot more than that a week in taxes. Anyway, so that's kind of funny, but I've, I've, my, my point is that I've hired professional support from the beginning. And I want to start with that. I highly, highly suggest that if you don't have a bookkeeper on your team, especially if you're making, I mean, I did this, I didn't have a bookkeeper, but $20,000, it was pretty easy to just hire an accountant to do it all at once. But once you're making, man, I want to say six figures, but I would say 50 to 60 grand. I am going to bring on my accountant. We're scheduling her episode now and she'll talk more about this, but reach out to an accountant um, and bookkeepers. I actually want to tell you guys who I use. I'll give them a big shout out. So um, my bookkeepers are Radical Profits Club. Callie and Crystal run that company. They're incredible. They've been with me for they might be the longest people I've had on my team ever. <laughs> I've been working with them for a long time. I've been with them through a lot of changes in their company. I've been with them through a lot of changes in my own company. And I can honestly say that they are incredible. They do my bookkeeping. They do my payroll. They do um, a lot of any, any, they just do a lot for me. They're so helpful. I love them. So look them up. I'll have my team link them in the show notes. It's Radical Profits Club. If you Google it, you'll find them or look for them on Instagram. Um, and then it's the caffeinated CPA, Liz. She is my accountant. And I believe that she also provides bookkeeping services. But when I hired her, I already had an incredible bookkeeping team. So I think that they are both worth chatting with, seeing which one you really resonate with, seeing what, what package, you know, what packages they have and, and if they fit well with your business. But they're incredible. And if you're not a good fit, maybe they'll be able to pass, pass um, along some information of who might be. So research them. But if you don't have bookkeepers and you don't have an accountant and with your accountant, what I get support with, and if you're at six figures or above, you might not feel ready for this, but trust me, you are like, if you're hiring assistants and designers and you're doing your, no, get like the, you need to have a lawyer which would be Natalie Puglisi. I'll, I'm going to write that down to, to, to put in the um, show notes as well. You guys need to get a notebook out. <laughs> we need a notebook for this episode, okay? You need to invest in a lawyer. When I say in, in a lawyer, you don't need to have a lawyer on staff. And that's what I love about what Natalie offers is A, she offers templates. So you need to make sure that you have a contract and you need to make sure that you have... Um, links on the bottom of your website and your footer to your um, terms of, of service and your disclaimer and your privacy policy. These are legal things that you legally have to have in your business, or you could get in a lot of trouble. If you don't have those, you need to get them. And if you're taking them from my website or someone else's website, the issue with that is, is our lawyers can sue you because that is their, um, they own that right? I, I have paid to use their content on my website, but it's a one user license, right? So if you take that, you are now using their content without licensing to use it and they own it. And so they could sue you. So you need to just pay for these things that I believe she has a package. It might be 700 bucks. I know that might sound like a lot, but trust me, it's not. And she also does things like trademarks and all types of things. Anyway, I've had her on the podcast. If you want to listen more about the legal side, but I'll tag her in the show notes here so you can contact her if needed. Make sure you have that. 
make sure you have a bookkeeper. You can do your own bookkeeping, but you're going to need to learn how. I would just hire it. I would just hire it. Find someone great, hire it out. And you need to have an accountant. And what the accountant, so a bookkeeper is going to look at your books, your expense, your, your income and your expenses every month and create a profit and loss report. They pass this off to your accountant and it makes your accountant's job a lot easier. So um, that's what you need a bookkeeper for. They need to be doing that for you on a monthly basis. They can do other things for you as well, but that's like the bare bones. Your accountant, depending on how your business is filed, which is something you'd want to talk to Natalie about probably, an accountant and Natalie, the lawyer could help you with this. Like if you're an LLC or a sole proprietor or a corporation, I'm an LLC that files as an S corp. I think that's what a lot of us probably should be. That's the advice I've gotten. But again, you want to get your own personalized advice for this. Um, what the accountant will do is meet with you on a quarterly basis and go over ideally tax planning, make sure that you're in you know, a good position with your taxes, that you're happy with where you're at, your tax bracket, your expenses, your profit, um, and you have the right things in place for that. They sometimes can also help you with tax saving things like certain retirement accounts and putting you on payroll and all these things can really help. And if you're not utilizing tax saving strategies that are fully legal and put in place to help businesses thrive and stay in business that like the government expects you to use, you are literally handing over tons of your money for free. It's like, um, I saw, I saw someone post, um, you know, you're tipping the government. Like, let's not do that. <laughs> you're tipping the government. We don't need to be doing that. We pay enough in taxes. You, there's so many legal things in place for you to save a little bit. And you want to pay someone to help advise you on those things because they're confusing. So that's what my accountant does. We meet quarterly. She gives me my quarterly tax estimate and we do a quick little review of what's in place for tax savings, what's not, what do I want to move forward with, what do I not? Um, and I pay for her for that. And it's actually, I mean, in my opinion, it is just shocking the, the cost of that. I can't share because I never know um, what my team's packages currently are, but I can tell you it's a no-brainer to invest in and you need to invest in it. If you have a business and you're doing your own taxes, <laughs> I'm judging you. <laughs> I'm judging you. And I feel so bad for you. Get some help. Okay. So that's not what I was going to talk about, but like we're moving way too far ahead if we don't make sure we have those must-haves in place. So here's the good stuff. This is kind of my journey of investing. The reason I said all that is because the first thing that I did was hire those people. And then they helped me get in like the bare bones of tax savings, which, um, at the time was a simple IRA, I believe, which is a type of retirement account. And if this is already making your head spin, jot down some notes, hire some help, ask them about it and have them do it. I don't open my own retirement accounts. I don't transfer my own money. I don't pay my own taxes. I make sure all of that is outsourced. If I have to touch it, I have the wrong team. I want my team to do it. It's confusing. So I hire other people to do it, but I always do my own research because I just don't think we should blindly trust anybody with our money and our decisions. Like we need to learn how to be a really successful, incredible, intelligent CEO and do our own research. Anyway, so that's like the first step I got in place. So investing a few thousand a year in retirement, putting myself on payroll for the first time is going to help you with tax savings. You want to start with tax savings because like I said, these legal loopholes, as they're called, help save you on taxes, are there to help businesses thrive. 
if you're not doing them, you are literally paying extra in taxes that you could be saving and, and reinvesting in the business and reinvesting in your future. It's just stupid not to do them. So start there. And the next thing I did was I opened a high yield savings account. My team is going to link a referral link for you to my favorite company, Marcus. Um, now, look, you're not going to be making incredible gains on this money, but this is money that you can, act, you're never going to lose money. You're, you're nearly guaranteed an interest rate. So you're, you're guaranteed nearly growth. You're not going to lose the money. Your interest rate might just drop. So that's why I like having a high yield savings account for my safety net. Now I call this a overflow account. Some people might call this a freedom account. This was a huge step for me. So at first I saved six months of business expenses and six months of um, life expenses for myself, right? And then when we got to a point where it was like, okay, we might want to move across the country. And to do that, Frankie's going to have to leave his job and he may or may not get another job, right? Then I decided to increase the savings to six months of both of our expenses and put it in this high yield account. Right now, I'm getting a 1% interest rate with Marcus, which is really great. You're probably getting a 0.01, okay? Like you're probably making pennies. So again, it's not a lot. It's just a smarter place to put your money where you're not gonna lose it like you could in the stock market. And this is because something might happen. The industry, I mean, I don't, I don't think so, but like the industry might shift a little and you might need to pivot. And when you're pivoting, you might need some extra cash flow that's not coming through sales as you're in a pivot. That's why I have six months of business because then I know if I'm pivoting the company, I can still pay my team. I can still pay my coach, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and it might take you a year or two to save this. That's okay. Um, it might take you faster. It could, this was something that only took me a few months because it motivated me so much when I saw the purpose in it. And it was so exciting to imagine these accounts, which are now multi, you know, multi six figure accounts, um, totaled together and it motivated me a lot. So I was able to save it really, really quickly. Um, I guess my point is this should be a motivator. If it's not a motivator, maybe it's not a priority, but it should be a motivator. And for me, it was a huge motivator. I was able to save the money quickly. And through creating more freedom for us, which meant huge life pivots. So Frankie leaving his job, which was a good job, um, you know, in a six figure paycheck, it was like, okay, that's insane and scary, but we have a safety net. We have six months to figure things out. And we're both really capable, smart people who can figure our shit out in six months. You know what I mean? So that's awesome to have. We, we created that together. We still have that. Um, and I, I plan to keep that. I think it's a great thing to have. And then as my business grows, expenses grow. So how you scale your business when you're at the seven and multi seven figure point is you're going to have team members, you're going to have ad costs, you're going to have investments. And so, you know, maybe my business expenses were one, at 1.5 K a month, and then we scaled and they're 10 K a month. And now they're 20 K a month. Um, and so what we need in that account grows as well. So it's always something I go back to every year and just check in, like, what are our average monthly business costs? And do we have that in the high yield? Six months is a big goal. I've heard most people say three months, but you know, most of us are overachievers. So I like, I like to have the six months in there. It feels really good. So then we had that in place. And for, for me, 
having my dream home has been something that I have dreamt about since being a little girl, right? Like I never imagined a wedding. I didn't have like a wedding. Like when I got married, we eloped and I had no clue like what type of ring I wanted or like what I want my dress to look like. I just, I really did not care about that stuff. That's not stuff I dreamt about. I didn't dream about having babies. I didn't dream about getting married. None of that. Obviously I decided I did want to grow a family and things like that, but I dreamt about having a beautiful home. That's like my biggest, like, I feel like if I could just have my dream home and like, just have it look stunning inside and out with land and a beautiful pool and beautiful inside and just feel so at home in it. And like, I, it, like a vacation, a uh, 365 day a year vacation. I, that's all, like, that's it. I'm complete in life. Like that's all I've ever wanted. And obviously I have other priorities as well now. Cause I, I did want to have babies and, you know, get married and stuff. So there's other goals, but that's like my lifelong dream. So that's what we started looking at. And it's funny when we first had this conversation about buying the home, which I have a whole episode on buying the house. So I'll have my team link that as well. If you're like really into this conversation, but, um, we, my husband kind of threw out a number. I'll just, I'll just say it. My husband was like, oh, well we, you know, maybe a $500,000 would be a good cost for the home. And I'm looking at what I really wanted. And it was, it was multi-millions. <laughs> so we kept looking at what, what is the cost of something that's like almost perfect, but has room to make completely our own a million. Here I am. 24, 25, <laughs> thinking about buying a million dollar home. I have no clue how to even buy a house, let alone a million dollar house. I don't even know if you're allowed to buy a million dollar house at 25. So I call a mortgage broker and about poop my pants. I was so nervous to call a mortgage broker. And I, I told this guy, like what, you know, I gave him a couple links to houses we were looking at and I, I gave him our roundabout of our, you know, our financial situation and, and that we would be moving and relocating and all of that affects the down payment and affects like who would be applying for the mortgage. And, you know, he, he tells me what I have to do to make this happen. So I do that which means getting, you know, 20% ready for a down payment, getting, I forget the percentage, you could probably Google it or reach out to someone, but there's also closing costs, which is outside of the down payment. I feel like a lot of people don't know about. So I had to get that in place. I had to make sure my credit score was at a certain point. Luckily it was, um, that was a goal I had. I mean, I, I could have started with that, but like getting a great credit score was one of my first goals in business. Um, for the business and personal, because it's once you are an LLC, now it's separate. So yeah, that's what I did. And then I got back in touch with him and we did it and we found the house. And that was such an incredible point in my life because we found the house and signed papers or put in our offer, I should say, the same day that I crossed my first million dollar year. So that was really cool. And now that we, move, so then it's like buy the house, complete that crazy, crazy, crazy. I had to do like a $260,000 wire transfer, which is like uh, insane. Um, and then we had to move, which also costs a lot of money. 
And now that we're settled in, we've done like landscaping, we renovated the office, we renovated the dining room, we're renovating the whole home and we have this barn in the back that needs to be completely redone. And so it's getting quotes for that. It's so it's a lot. Here's what I tell my clients. And I never want someone to spend an amount of money that's going to put them in a bad situation or stress them out. But what we talk about, and I'm not talking about in a conversation about investing in me, but what we talk about is if you, let's say you want $20,000 days to be normal, then it's in and out. Like, I'm not saying you have to spend as much as you make. I, that, that should never be the goal. But if I want $20,000 to be like no big deal to receive, $20,000 needs to be no big deal to spend as well. And I fully expect to make way more $20,000 days than $20,000 spending days. But my point is we have to normalize the flow in and out. So you're hearing this in how I called the mortgage broker, hired the right people on my team, um, did the transfers. Um, what else? Oh, getting the quotes, getting the quotes for different renovations. It's like, we have quotes for things that we're probably not going to do for another year or two, but we're getting the quotes. We're hearing the numbers We're we're preparing, we're normalizing. And these are the reason I'm sharing this is because these can be huge motivating factors for you. Like, okay, I want this. This is my dream. And it actually motivates you to make that money times 10. Do you get what I mean? Like, the only reason I ever was able to get the motivation to have a million dollar a year was because I finally decided I was going to have a million dollar home. And so to have a million dollar home, you actually don't need to make a million dollars a year, not even close, believe it or not. But I wanted to have massive overflow. It's just making, it's finding what you really desire. So it clicks, let yourself take as much time as needed. So I saw people buying certain types of homes that like I said I wanted and they didn't light me up or taking certain types of trips that I said I wanted, but they didn't light me up. Or, you know, I have a few Louis Vuitton bags. I have a Chanel bag. I'm happy with those. But like, like guys, I bought a pair of shoes one time. They were $750. Now I know people spend more money on shoes than that. I didn't even like the shoes. I was just falling for what I saw other people doing, buying expensive clothing items. I started dropping like a grand, two grand at a time on like shopping trips, which is a vibe, but like, I didn't even like the clothes. I didn't even love how they fit. I didn't, they, I didn't feel like they were actually much better quality than like when I would shop at Goodwill. So now a lot of my, I do splurge on certain things. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't, I just don't look at prices. Like if the jeans are $300 or, or $10, I don't know. And I don't care. But like through, through that mindset, what I found is I tend to have a lot of things from target. I'll still, my sister's into thrifting. She has a resale company. Um, so like she thrifts like vintage items and really cool pieces that are trendy and stuff and people buy them from her. So I'll go thrifting with her and I buy stuff for myself even still, like, I just don't care. I don't care about that stuff. I, I, I just, I don't care. But then also like when I need jeans, I, I've been sharing a lot about this on Instagram. I'm a little curvier. I'm tall. I'm five foot 10. So it's hard to just go to Target and buy jeans. Like they're like six inches too freaking short and they never fit right. And they're weird. So I'll, I'll drop 200 bucks on jeans, no problem. And I know the brands I like for jeans. But then it's also like, I'll go to Goodwill and buy a dollar shirt and wear it like all year long. Like I'll be upset. There's my favorite shirt right now. It's probably five bucks from Goodwill. <laughs> 
you just learn what you, but, but my home, I was not about to get a $500,000 home because I wasn't going to set, like, I just knew the home I wanted. And I, I decided to buy a million dollar home and turn it into a multi-million dollar home. You get what I mean? You just find what you really, what really lights you up and really moves you forward. And if you're saying that you want a certain lifestyle and certain things, but it's not motivating you to make the money, you, you probably don't actually know what you want. And it's actually fun to discover what you want. So I did that. Then I got that huge tax bill. I feel like I didn't even finish that story. I got on such a caveat of hiring the right team. But anyway, I got that huge tax bill. And that's when I hired my financial planner. And we really stepped up my game around retirement investing. And I got um, a, a health savings account and the right health insurance plan and all these things to really help with tax savings and just make sure I was putting my money in the right places. So that's where a financial planner has come in handy. And I'd love to bring a financial planner on in the future. I'm working on that as well for you guys. Um, but that's when I did that tax savings investments. This is also when I was pregnant with Lucy. If you, I have episodes on, I have episodes on my birth stories and things like that. And I'm always, I'm, I'm like, it's like a, I'm really passionate about that topic. I'm always happy to talk to people about this, but I don't, I don't know. I don't want to put like fearful stories out there for people who don't want them. But I had a really traumatic birth with Ruby. I just, I feel like you would never get how it felt if you didn't go through it. I had a really traumatic birth with Ruby and it really changed the way that I look at everything. <laughs> Health and the industry of birth and the industry of doctors and healthcare it just changed my whole mindset. And so it was a non-negotiable for me to hire my own private team and to give birth at home, like non-negotiable, non-negotiable. And that costs probably eight or nine grand in total. If I'm being really honest with you between the midwife and the doulas and all the other costs. I paid out of pocket for every ultrasound. I paid out of pocket for everything, you guys, everything. Even though I pay a lot of money, five figures in health insurance a year. I paid out of pocket for everything. I pay out of pocket for my daughter's pediatrician. Like it just changed my mindset on everything health. And that's an, and I'm not saying you have to feel that way, but what I'm saying is I have my health insurance for emergencies and, 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 you know, yeah, whatever. We don't have to, to talk about that. I have it for emergencies. I have it for legalities, whatever, but things about our health, I pay out of pocket for my own health, a naturopath. We pay out of pocket for Frankie's naturopath. We pay out of pocket for the girl's pediatrician. I paid out of pocket for the birth and I plan to continue doing that. And that costs tens of thousands of dollars a year. And that's a non-negotiable for me because I feel like if I'm not doing that, I'm, we're not getting true healthcare. That's just what I believe. My birth experience with Lucy was like the most empowering thing in the world. And for many reasons, it was empowering to see what the, the female body is meant to do and that it is nothing like it is depicted to us. And it was also just empowering financially to, to realize that I can put things in my own hands and I can get myself and my family, the real support that we, we should just be given, <laughs> but we're not. So I, I got to give it to me and I got to give it to us. 
And so if you ever want to talk about that, I'm always up for talking about that because I'm very passionate about it. It's just not, you know, it's not my, my business. I don't blast it all over, but yeah, that was game changer that motivated me to make a lot of money. And now what I've been learning a lot about is the true definition of financial freedom and how that's created. So people are not educated on this. You, um, what I've been learning a lot about is, and I'm not doing this method. I'm just learning about it and kind of customizing it for myself. I think it's called the fire. Like look up fire goals or like fire financial independence, um, things like that. Um, I'm following a bunch of Instagram accounts about it. I'm, I'm really looking for some books on this. If some of you are into this already and you want to share, let me know. But this is like the only concept I've ever found that actually teaches you how much money do you need saved and where do you need it saved to create financial independence where you could re actually retire and have enough retirement money because most people that retire do not actually have enough money to retire. And then how much money do you like need to retire early and last you infinitely and have money to pass down? And I'm like so lit up about it because it's not taught. And the thing is, is it is a complete privilege the, the position I'm in. And, and also if you're listening to this, like, I'm just going to say it, the position you are into, you are in a privilege where you have a phone right now that you're listening to this podcast on with internet. You probably are already running a coaching business or some type of online business that you truly can infinitely scale and make infinite amount of money in. Very few people have that privilege. I mean, I think it's possible for everyone, but you guys are literally in it. And I think we get so in our head about all of this BS fears and limiting beliefs. Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I'm, I'm comparing myself. It's like, let's like snap out of that and realize how, what a, like, I don't even have the words for it. What a privilege, what a blessing, what a gift it is to have the opportunity to have a business where you get to do what you love, do it from anywhere in the world and create limitless amounts of money. Truly. Like I'm, I'm not even like, I, I'm accepting this because I know that I'm barely tapped into the potential. We are in a multi-billion dollar industry that is, is hardly even tapped into. That's why everyone in your real life is like, I don't get what you do. Yet it's a billion dollar industry. It's insane, the potential that has not even been tapped into in the industry and for yourself. And so with that being said, my mindset at this point is, like F all of my limiting beliefs. <laughs> they're so stupid. They're valid. Not, I mean, they're valid in terms of they make sense why they're there and I'm worthy of working through them, but I'm not, I'm just not letting anything hold me back. Like if I can take, if I can literally create true financial freedom for myself and my kids, uh, that's what I'm going to do. And so learning about this fire method of investing has, has been like a game changer. And essentially it's saying that Whatever your yearly amount to live off is, you times that by 25. That's how much money you need in the stock market. Or there's another um, formula you can do if you want to invest in real estate. But this is how much money you need saved. And then what you can do is as soon as you have that, you can start taking 4% a year and live for the rest of forever off of that money. I'm not planning on leaving my business, but I am planning on accomplishing that very, very soon. Um, my goal is to have... 6 million invested in very, very various places very soon. So 
at that point, we would have a, a multi six figure income just like to live off of. And we would be work optional. And, you know, that's a very simplified way of explaining it, but I'm investing in programs to learn about this. I'm investing so much of my time in reading about this and learning about this. And because we're not taught it and most people are so financially illiterate, just like I think we're also healthcare illiterate. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. And it's, but there's no reason if you're listening to this podcast that you can't understand your rights with healthcare and what you desire with your health and you know what your options actually are, which doctors will not tell you. And also it's, there's no reason why you can't be financially literate and learn what you need to learn to know how to be work optional and make the money to do so and know where to invest it and create an actual legacy for you and your family. It's actually not that hard. It's very simple and straightforward, but a, not everybody has the financial means to create a big amount of financial freedom. I mean, some people live off 20 grand a year and that's great, but you can literally create any, like it's insane. It's limitless. And I'm really excited to find the right person to bring onto the show and share that with you. And just even just share that person with you. But for now I'm still searching, but I'm getting started on that journey for myself because it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I cannot believe it's so simple and straightforward and we're not taught it. Oh, I feel like I've been recording this episode all day. I'm tired, but um, <laughs> these are things to look into. These are things to feel into. And the, the goal of all of this is that you can find financial goals that light you up and get you excited and create your fully free life, you know? So I hope this is helpful. I know it's probably a little overwhelming. It's been an overwhelming journey for me too. Um, but it's also, it's unfortunate that it's overwhelming. It shouldn't be overwhelming. And it's time for us to take our power into our hands and create the fully free life that we deserve and that we want. And we have the capabilities to create and, and use this incredible opportunity for so much good, all while creating programs and offers that really, really serve our clients. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> love you guys thank you for being here and i will talk to you in next week's episode bye guys